Spring training is finally here. Baseball is back. Welcome in. I'm Patrick Jones. You're listening to Patrick Jones Baseball. On this episode, we have the director of scouting for the San Diego Padres, Mark Connor. Uh, Mark spends an enormous amount of time traveling, living in hotels. He actually gives the specific number of days that he is uh, waking up in a hotel bed in this episode. Uh, he goes over what he's looking for in a player. It's a little bit different. Um, I know we had Dick Williams on a couple weeks ago, and Dick's a general manager, so he kind of oversees everything. But at the end of the day, it's the director of, of scouting. It's their call on whether or not a, a certain player is going to get drafted and what round. Um, Mark has a great background story. He actually used to be a college coach, and he'll take you through kind of his journey to becoming a scouting director. He actually scouted me in college and uh, didn't like what he saw, apparently, so he didn't he didn't draft me. Uh, I let him know I'm still available in the episode, so who knows, maybe one day I'll, I'll get a call from the Padres. But um, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to head on over to my website, PatrickJonesBaseball.com, and subscribe. I'll be sending out a weekly letter giving you kind of giving you guys insider looks on how I get some of my interviews, um, what goes on behind the scenes, and then some also some cool uh, tips as well from a baseball perspective. So, thanks again, and um, here's Mark Connor. We are now live with the director of scouting for the San Diego Padres, Mark Connor. Mark, thanks for coming on today. No, I appreciate you having me. So can you kind of take me through of what you do on a day-to-day basis as the scouting director for the Padres? Yeah, I mean, day-to-day, I mean, there's uh, a lot of balls in the air every day. I mean, you got coordinating, you know, some schedules for our upper-level scouts, special assistants, um, you know, cross-checkers. Uh, communication with the area scouts and cross checkers on players that they've seen, uh, getting you know an idea of like plans ahead for for myself. I'm I'm pretty much on the road uh, all the time when I'm doing it, and I mean I try to get home as much as possible. Uh, but in this time of year, especially, it's hard. So are you you live in San Diego? No, I actually I live in Nashville. Wow. Okay. And so how many like how many days would you say out of the year are you gone? Uh, I think this past year I spent 260 nights in hotels. Wow. So it's a grind. Are you driving most places or do you fly at all? I fly, I fly most of the time. Oh, you fly most of the time. Yeah. And so when you go out, do you, is there basically like the area scout, area scouts will say, Hey, you should come out, take a look at this kid. And then you fly out. Is that how it works? Yeah. Like the area scouts, you know, first and foremost, are the most important part of the organization when it comes to finding the players, building relationships and knowing what's happening. Um, what they do is they see their players. They, they say, these are the guys I like. These are guys I'd like you to see. You know, then I go to the regional cross checkers, see who they like, who they want me to see. And then from there, like I try to tell our national cross checkers, myself and special assistants and throughout the country, like here are the guys that we want to try to see. And from there, we end up, uh, you know, figuring out where, we, where we're going to go. And then I'll reach out to the area scouts, tell them like, hey, I'm going to come in for three days, like see your players, what's the best run you have, and fly into wherever they, uh, they get the first day and get with them and go see some stuff for a few days. So do you have the ultimate say in whether a player is going to be signed or drafted, I guess I should say? 
I mean, ultimately, yeah. I mean, I got, I do, I feel I'm very democratic. Like I work with some amazing scouts and people that are uh, very good evaluators and very good with makeup of players. And ultimately, like we talk through it and then somebody's got to pick the card and that's me. What specifically do you look for when you go and watch a player? I mean, you always hear of, of, you know, people saying, you know, there, there could be a scout, you know, hiding in the, you know, behind the trees, like watching you get off the bus. Um, it, you know, what, what are you looking for? Like when you show up, are you, are you like literally watching them from the time that they get off and get out of their car or what's, what's a typical day of you scouting a player like at a game? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends. Like, I mean, every venue is a little bit different. I mean, the difference between scouting a high school player, that's the only player that we're necessarily there to scout is different than if we're going to a college series where there's, you know, 10 guys on the field that we have to scout. Um, I mean, first and foremost, like, I mean, we're trying to watch everything that guys do from the moment they, they step off the bus, you know, what they look like, how they act, how they're communicating with teammates, like, you know, what their appearance is. And then once they get on the field, like energy level, how they're going about things, are they like, are they somebody that's leading their team? Are they somebody that's following their teammates? Are they got their head in the stands when they get into the game uh, and pregame? And then, you know, from there, like just the whole, how they go about stretching, how they go about, you know, just the, the basic preparation and, uh, you know, the focus that they take during BP, uh, if they're a position player, how, how much they work on defense during during BP, if they're taking ground balls live, if they're taking off the bat, you know, fungos, like how they're going about it. It tells you a lot about like just their character and like what they're going to do when when they have to go out there and do more. Um, and then from there, I mean, like the game, I mean, like we all – we all watch and like we're not there to watch results or we're there not there to watch results I'm, I'm there to i'm there to watch the process and how guys go about doing their thing and the results are a validation of what we think about the player and our evaluation so i could see you i mean i remember watching you in college and okay you get, you have power if i don't see you hit a home run that doesn't change my opinion that you don't have power but if you hit one 420 feet it validates what i believe that okay, that'll translate, translate I'm to still a free agent if you want to sign me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about, like, arm strength, the showcase stuff? Like, do you see the showcase players a lot? And like you were saying, you know, you think they have power, right, but does it show up in the game, right? So is there times where maybe you'll take a chance on a kid who has, you know, some serious raw power but it hasn't translated yet, or do you want that finished product? I mean, it, it all. It, ideally, you want the finished product. Ideally, you always want the finished product. You want the guy that can do everything. Um, I mean, the one thing is, like, we look for separators. And, like, when you get out on a field, like, what does somebody on that field do different than everybody else? And if it's somebody has big raw power compared to everybody else that you're scouting, like, you need to pay attention to that guy. Even though he's not a finished product, you still need to scout him. And in, in a certain spot, like, he's going to be a, a, a pick of interest. Um, you know, but. As far as like, you know, the showcase, like, you know, the showcase is it shows the tools a lot of times. I mean, they run the sixty, they they throw from the outfield, so you get arm strength. They take ground balls, throw across the diamond. Pitchers are throwing hard. You know, you don't get necessarily see pitchability, but like when that stuff stands out in those settings, like we take notice because most of the time in the showcase setting, guys are just 
you know, they're trying to show their peak thing that they can do. And they're like, if you can really run, you should run a showcase because that's going to have scouts' interest. But if you're running a 6-4, scouts are going to pay attention. If you're hitting balls 400 feet, scouts are going to pay attention. If you can really throw from the outfield, you know. And the more of those things you can do, the more interest we're going to have. But then, again, you have to apply it to the game eventually. How differently do you scout a high school game from a college game? Like, does you – so can a high school player, I take it, can, can be more raw, right, versus a college player? Is that right? And then, like, what the numbers for a college player, if he hits 350, well, I mean, playing in the SEC for, you know, just throwing out – hitting 350, obviously he can handle the bat. Um, so what, what would be the difference when you scout a college player versus a, a high school player? I mean, honestly, scouting the high school player can be more difficult uh, just because you never know what the competition level is going to be. You don't know if they're going to get pitched to. Um, you know, most of the time, if you're scouting them, they haven't handled a lot of adversity. So you're not going to necessarily seem an adverse situation on the field. Um, you know, and I mean, field conditions are different in high school. I mean, they're better than they used to be, but still some places are not great. You go watch the college game, you, you know – pretty much what you're getting with the opponent that's going to be playing against them. So you're going to see them at a certain level, um, you know, level of opponent. Then you're going to have, uh, you know, the numbers to fall back on and understand like what this guy's done in the past and kind of paint a little bit clearer picture. Um, but at, at the same time, like we still look for the same things, separators on the field, uh, whether it's physical makeup, you know, whatever it is, we're still looking for those separators. What do you think about travel baseball? I feel like even since when I played, which feels like forever ago, uh, it's kind of taken off. I mean, I I got done playing, and, I mean, fall ball's way more serious even now. Like, people are flying everywhere. Uh, what do you take on, on travel baseball? Well, I mean, it's gotten so big. Um, I, I think, you know, from from the times I was playing when everything was local – like you lose a sense of playing for the the team and like where you you'd go pitch and you take the ball and you'd go as long as you could you know position players would play every every day now like a lot of times like the the summer teams and fall teams like guys are traveling in pitching two three innings it's not a full extended look but i mean honestly like some of the events like they're putting a lot of quality players in one spot and what we're going to do is we're going to scout them there anyways. So it's a benefit time-wise. So it is us. important to go to, to do some of that. It is. I mean, like, like there, you, to me, you should pick and choose because a financial commitment to do all of it for a family is a lot. And, you know, I mean, first and foremost, any kid that has a parent that is willing to take them to, you know, play in the summer, pay for them to play in the summer, take them to a workout, try out, whatever it is, they're making a sacrifice for their child. And like the, all the kids should be thankful for that and, and, and make sure they thank their parents. And when they play on those summer teams, it does cost a lot of money. And not only for what it costs playing the team, but the travel aspect as well. So kids should be grateful for what their parents are doing to try to help them in the future. When you're scouting a pitcher, has it changed over the last few years because of seemingly how much harder guys are throwing now? Where you see a guy maybe now he throw ninety, I feel like ten years ago, like yeah, I mean maybe he's got something, but now it has to be like ninety five. I mean the velocity definitely has increased. I I do think like when you start 
looking for the components of pitchers. And like I said before, like we're looking for the process and the ingredients more than just what the outcome is. We're not necessarily looking at 95 and like, I don't live by the radar gun and I try to get our scouts to not live by the radar gun, but it's how guys are going about doing it, what the projection is, you know, and what the ease of operation or they got starter ingredients, reliever ingredients, you know, commanding the baseball ability to manipulate it, to create, you know, multiple pitches. And, you know, I think the ingredients are much more important to us than the actual velocity. So I don't think we get hung up on it. Hey, like anybody though, like, I mean, velocity allows you to make more mistakes within the strike zone to hitters. And so we recognize that we don't walk away from it, but we're still looking for all the ingredients. Okay. One last question. You're the scouting director now. Uh, personally, what like what's your ultimate goal? Do you want to be a general manager someday? Do you want to? I mean, what what would be like personally? What's your ultimate goal? I just want to be good at my job and and help help the guys that I work with. Like, so you have your dream job right now. I, I mean, I'm doing more in the game than I ever thought I'd do. So yeah. I'm I'm honestly like I'm I'm humbled to have the position I have and like I want to try to develop the area scouts and cross checkers that I work with to help them be become what they want to be in, in the game and get opportunities because that's what it's all about. I was I was very, very fortunate for the people that I've worked with and that gave me the opportunity to do these jobs. And I, I just want to be able to create those opportunities for others. It's a lifestyle. It is. I mean, it, it it's, um, it's hard. I mean, like I can tell you, like, you know, I try to preach family, family first and you know it's it's hard with all the nights on the road you got to have an extremely supportive wife and and children and uh you know like i also think like just the environment of like understanding there is a balance of the two um but like we're all competitive and like you know we all want to have the best draft possible and build the best organization possible and watch the san diego padres win a world series awesome man mark really appreciate the time today yeah no thank you